welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison, founder of The Body Solution, entrepreneur, mindset coach, NLP master practitioner, and lover of lifelong learning. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you to gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and body. It's time to take action, to take an authentic stand for yourself, and unapologetically live more into the yum every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another week of the Living in the Yum podcast. I am your host, Emma Garrison. So excited to be back with you guys. Um, Man, what interesting times. This has been such a beautiful period of learning experiences. And I'm sure if you guys are anything like me, some frustrations and some learning curves and all of the things. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be back home with my family in Park City, Utah, um, and have been here about a month now. And it's been quite a transition for all of us, my parents and myself, um, and our three dogs of new habits and new routine. And what is it like to be together 24 seven hours a day? I also have a business with my father. So um, we're not only living together, we're also working together. So it's been a whirlwind And I can imagine I'm not alone in feeling that way. So something that I wanted to share with you all today is some observations around external validation and specifically our relationship with our bodies right now. Because if you are anything like me where you are bunked up with your family, um, likely you're in the very environment that you developed your belief systems about your body in. And it's beautiful and the intent is positive. And we also get to take a deeper look and see, okay, what is effective for me? Because the you that's in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s is a different resourced being than the you that was 4, 7, 12, 15 when you were living at home and taking on some of these belief systems that you created and bought into while you were growing up. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm really excited to get into it because I think, um, especially right now, it's really easy to go down these negative or ineffective thought patterns around ourselves. And I think a big piece of that has to do with Um, so much of the things that we're typically attached to are not mattering right now, which all stem back to external validation. So you think about the clothes you wear or the cars you drive or the handbags you have or how your nails look or how your hair looks, all those things that we typically attach to as giving us status or helping us look good are all of a sudden irrelevant. And that creates this interesting environment where all of our shit comes up. And like, we're really having to sit with just who we be. Like, am I okay with me? Am I okay with who I am in this moment? Which then spirals into all of this judgment about our experience and our emotions during this time, which I'll save for another podcast. Um, But like having the emotions about our emotions, right? Like having judgment for feeling like, man, it feels good to just relax for a couple of days. 
I, you know, have heard a lot of women share, I feel guilty for feeling that way because other people are having a very different experience. Or some women are saying, oh my gosh, my business is booming right now. And I feel guilty about that. Or some women are saying, I lost my job and I'm not being productive enough, or I'm not being creative enough, right? All of these are judgments or emotions about our emotions. And that's ineffective for us, right? So, Our brain is just trying to glob on to anything um, and specifically beliefs that we've had for a long time because we've bought into them and they keep us safe or validated or accepted or loved or worthy. It's different for every individual, um, but every action, every behavior has a positive purpose, a positive intention. And when we meta model that out, 99% of the time they come back to wanting to just be loved and be accepted and worthy and deserving. Those are the four that mainly um, we're after as a human being. And if you really look at all of your different thought patterns and beliefs or actions that you do, like you look at self-sabotage, that's a form of protection. That's a form of little you wasn't safe at some point and you learned when things got too good, they, something bad was coming. And so then you started generating that for yourself as a protection mechanism to not let something hurt you before you could hurt you. Right? So there's all of these different forms of ways that we keep ourselves safe or protected or ways to keep ourselves loved, accepted, worthy, deserving. And for the longest time in our society, and like fingers crossed that this is going to be a big shift for um, like humanity as a whole, is external things. Things that don't have to do with who you be as a person, like the car you drive or the kind of house that you have or the clothes that you wear. Those things don't matter right now. Like all of a sudden, they're just out the window and our brains are kind of going crazy. And all of that being said, the one thing that is still very much in our face right now is our relationship to our bodies. I hear it all over the place, both with clients and I see it on social media. There's so much judgment about what people are doing or not doing with their body, what you're putting into it, what you are doing to exercise it. All of these different things have shoulds around them, especially right now. Or you see all over social media right now, like, um, is anybody else getting fat? All of these things are judgment. And it doesn't have to be good, bad, right, or wrong. There's no right way to do it, but there is effective and ineffective. And the truth is those judgments all come back to wanting to keep us safe. What is it that you're really striving for or trying to avoid if you get fat during this time, right? So we really want to meta model out and have a deeper understanding of what we're actually trying to get at. Because really, the fear around gaining weight for most people is totally irrelevant to your physical form. Your brain tricks you into thinking that it's about your physical form. But really, it's about wanting to feel loved or be accepted or be deserving or worthy of whatever it is that you're craving. So (sighs) that being said, I know a lot of you, like me, are at home with your families And like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, um, this is the very environment where we developed our belief systems about our bodies. And again, all of it's beautiful. All of the intent 
of health and taking care is really positive. But what we want to do is take a look and understand where that root is really coming from. So I'll speak for myself. You know, I'm back home in an environment with my mom and dad who are both very health conscious and both have um, their own form of relationship with food and exercise and what they should and shouldn't be doing and some perspectives around what is good, bad, right, wrong. And there's a lot of conversation of, oh, I went on a walk, but it was only 30 minutes. Right. And and that's beautiful because that's their um, that's their relationship with whatever they're doing. And the story that comes up in my head is, well, shit, I only did 20 minutes. So does that make me a piece of shit? Right. So a lot of times when we're put back into these environments, we create a lot of self-judgment. It's generated on our own of what's good, bad, right or wrong based on what you're surrounded by. Another example, I was in a coffee shop um, a couple of months ago and one of the women right in front of me ordered something with whole milk or maybe it was like half and half or whatever the whatever the keto milk is that they use. I'm not sure. Heavy cream? I think it's heavy cream. Um, she ordered her drink with heavy cream and she, there was no conversation about it. It was just, I'll have my coffee with heavy cream. And the woman who was taking her order said, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so good that way. And you know what? It's not even that unhealthy for you, which is projection right? That tells us a lot about that person's experience of what's good, bad, right, wrong, healthy, unhealthy, et cetera, et cetera. And projects back onto the other person or somebody like me, who's a bystander that makes you think, hmm, okay. Um, if she's worried about health, how do I modify my order? Do I modify my order? How do I think about it? Right? All of these things are super subconscious and a reminder they all have positive intention on everybody's behalf. And what they do is lightly, slowly, but consistently program our brains to perceive what is good, bad, right, wrong as far as the food or exercise that we do or do not have slash intake. And this goes for anything. This isn't just related to body. Um, but this is a this is what we're talking about today and the example around it. So I want to be really clear with that. So again, super subconscious, super um, positive intent, and it's a very, very present. So uh, another example of this, I oftentimes have, you know, right now I'm running outside and um, I could relate this back to like being at Orange Theory as well, but judgment comes up for me a lot when I'm running. And a lot of times, for example, when I was at Orange Theory, I would look at the person's treadmill next to me to see how fast they're running and then make my running as fast as theirs because what will they think of me or what does it mean about me if I'm running less or whatever. And then here in Park City, it's like I'm running outside. There's so many outdoorsy people and I can't run as fast or as far as a lot of these people. And I notice like when I stop to take breaks, if somebody is running past me, I get very insecure. Oh gosh, what are they going to think of me? And coming back to it, all of these things are protection mechanisms. And the important thing here is to just gain awareness. If you can gain awareness to these thoughts that are happening or you hear something and you can feel a physiological reaction like a trigger or a grab in your body, knowing, ah, okay, there's something. 
what is this about? What is this actually about? And I'll talk to you about some ways to reframe when you um, come up with some of these grabs or triggers for you, because they're all effective and ineffective, right? They all have a really beautiful purpose to be here, and they also don't serve us in a lot of ways. So we'll talk about um, some of the ways to release that experience as well. So the real thing that we want to look at is how do we be with our bodies? How do we be with our bodies? How do we be with movement? How do we be with eating? Things that we're traditionally so attached to because we believe that they allow us to be loved or belonging or accepted or enough or worthy or deserving, like whatever attachment you place to it, um, which takes some deeper work. Again, it's all subconscious. So um, I have some different tools and resources and a group program coming out that can support you with that as well. Um, If you stay tuned till the end, I'll share a bit more. But it's like, how do we really be with ourselves and be with the body that we're in right now? Because the truth is we're like so attached to instant gratification. The the truth of the matter is shifting your body is not going to happen overnight. Also, if you have a strong attachment to shifting your body, it's a really powerful thing to take a look at. Because the truth is, and you guys have heard me say this time and time again, your body is not the problem. It's not the solution. Your relationship to your body is the problem and is the solution. So if you can take a look, a step back and really take a look at how you relate to your body, you're going to have a much more effective time releasing weight or shifting its physical form or connecting deeper. It's going to be a really different experience if you can have a deeper understanding of your relationship and what's effective and ineffective. And listening to these different patterns um, of sort of subconscious belief in plants that are happening that you're allowing or that you're kind of grabbing onto from these different um, experiences, whether it's listening to someone talk about, oh my gosh, that's too dense for me to eat. That chicken piccata is too dense for me. Or, oh, I only burned 500 calories in my workout this morning. Or whatever it is that you're hearing and that's coming up, you get to pay attention, kind of push the pause button and say, hmm, okay, what am I grabbing onto or what am I subconsciously allowing to be programmed into my wiring? Because a lot of times you hear those things and there's like a gut punch of, oh, I should be doing something different. If that person's doing something different than that, I'm making meaning about that for me. Um, so just starting to pay attention and gaining awareness to that is where the magic is at. So the other thing that I want to bring up on this front, um, separate from, because I know not everybody is living with their families right now where they created all these belief patterns, um, but I do know that most of us, if not all of us, are spending time on social media. And our distortion of reality is even greater than normal right now because all we're seeing is social media. We're not seeing each other in person. We're um, having less connection and deeper conversation than normal just based on social separation. And um, so what we're consuming is 
is really distorted, right? We we get to create community and ways to connect, especially if you're at home with people who may not truly see or hear you. But what I really caution you to do is monitor your intake of social media because you're likely seeing people posting about getting outside or exercising or look at this great cooking that I'm doing or blah, 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 blah. Like all of these, quote, picture perfect ways of being right now. Um... And that's not super effective because the truth is that's probably a small sliver of their reality uh, and not like, oh, you know, this is actually really hard for me. So I'm going to cook this meal to help me feel better. And likely, I mean, you think about it, it's just like a giant puzzle, but you think about it on the other person's side, that's their form of external validation. They want people to see Oh, look at how great I'm doing because they they crave or are finding purpose, positive intention behind that action, which is people are validating me and telling me great job and oh wow, this is amazing. Hey, look at her, good for you. So we just want to be really cautious right now and sensitive of what information we're taking in, what meaning we're making of it, and what truth we're making of it. So just kind of a sidebar there, especially with you know, TikTok. I feel like such an old lady TikTok. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's there's just a lot of beauty on social media and a lot of distorted realities of what people are actually experiencing, especially with their bodies during this time. So keep that in mind, little like plug in there. But um, so let's talk about like what, okay, so I get this, you know, pay attention to what I'm consuming, pay attention to what information I'm taking in to be true, what information I'm taking in that are supporting limiting beliefs that I already have. So like, what the hell am I supposed to do about it? <laughs> um, so let's talk about it. I have a couple of things that I want to share with you. Number one is releasing that self-judgment. If you are feeling judged or if you find yourself making meaning of other people's comments relevant back to you. So like if you hear somebody say, "Only I only burned 500 calories on my workout today and you're then creating some judgment around yourself, that's all that it is. You're actually just judging you. Every time you are feeling judged or you're making meaning of other people's comments, you are just judging you. So that means you get to take a deeper look at that and really move through some of the judgment. Allow it to be. Acknowledge it. And then dissect it. And I don't mean this in like a critical way or an over analysis way. But what you get to do is ask yourself some questions. What is this here for? What's the positive intention behind this judgment? Is it trying to keep me safe? How so? Is there a better way to keep me safe? Is there a more effective way to do this? So let's talk about a four-step model real quick that can help you move through this. And um, this is how or one process that you can use to shift a limiting belief into a more empowering belief and then a process to get it into your wiring and into your nervous system a little bit. So this four-step process is number one, identifying the limiting belief. Like what is it that I'm believing right now? So maybe it's, I should be burning a certain amount of calories every day. Okay, what's the positive purpose behind that limiting belief? The first thing that's probably going to pop into your head is, oh, I want to keep my body healthy. And I will challenge you to go deeper. Okay, why do you want to keep your body healthy? Is that really what this is about? If you can keep your body healthy, what will that do for you? 
oh, it'll give me, you know, defined arms and I'll have a better relationship with myself. Oh, okay. So it's about having a better relationship with yourself um, and having more defined arms. What will that get you? If you have more defined arms, what will that get you? Well, hmm, it will allow me to be more attractive for a man and call in a relationship into my life. Uh, Okay, so what you actually want to do is call a man and a relationship into your life. And what will that do for you? Well, it'll allow me to feel loved. It'll let me be happy. It'll, you know, make me feel fully accepted and who I am. Ah, okay. So this is about love and acceptance. Is that right? Mm hmm. Okay. So bear with me with my little role play. I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> um, so when we come back to the positive purpose here, what we can see when we really dissect it is the you know, burning a certain amount of calories per day is actually about being loved and accepted. It's not actually about toning your arms or having a healthy body. While those are both benefits, that's really not what we're after ultimately, right? Okay, so we've identified positive purpose. So now our third question or third step to this is understanding what my values are. Um, And this might take a little bit of pre-work. So I encourage you to spend some time thinking about this. And that pre-work can look like think about five people who you really love, admire, and trust in this world. And then for each of those five people, write down the things that you really love and admire and trust about them. This can become your list of values. It can look like honest, loving, creativity, like whatever it is that you value in your life, integrity, whatever it is, this is a really quick and easy way to extract those values. So think about people you look up to, five people, and then write a couple of characteristics about each of them. For this for this scenario, we will use um, some of my examples of values. So for me, four of my biggest values are integrity, unconditional love, creativity, and authenticity. So I'm just really highlighting the values for myself, reminding myself in this process. Okay, should burning, I should be burning 500 calories per workout because I heard that subconsciously. Now it's a belief pattern. It's limiting belief. Positive purpose to be loved and accepted. The values for me are integrity, unconditional love, creativity, and authenticity. Okay, does burning 500 calories per workout serve the positive purpose and align with my values of integrity, unconditional love, creativity, and authenticity? Hmm, not really. Because if authenticity and integrity are part of my values and my positive purpose is to be loved and accepted and integrating that unconditional love, does burning 500 calories per workout actually have anything to do with being loved and accepted? Huh, not really. Okay, interesting. So what we're doing in this step is instilling doubt, right? What does this really look like? And then we can move to a more empowering belief. Okay, so it's instilled doubt. What would be something that we could shift this to that meets both my positive purpose of being loved and accepted, which is ultimately about keeping me safe emotionally, right? That also aligns with my values, which are integrity, unconditional love, creativity, and authenticity. So what could that be? What would a more empowering belief be that integrate the positive purpose and values? So for this example, a beautiful empowering belief might be moving my body is a gift for me. 
right? That is in alignment with the values as well as positive purpose. Moving my body is a gift. Wow. Any form of moving my body. Amazing. Beautiful. So the next step to this would be future pacing, which is all about integrating this into your daily life. How do you move forward in your life with this new belief pattern? And we get to do that through a visualization process. We get to do that through thinking about our day from the very moment you wake up to the very moment you go to sleep and you do this in a meditative state, close your eyes and really move through the day, like get yourself out of bed. How would you move differently with this belief of moving my body as a gift? How would you treat yourself differently? How would you speak to yourself differently? How would you move differently? How would you make decisions about your day and what your day is filled with differently? And you go through that future pacing visualization process three or four times. Go throughout your whole day from start to finish with this shift of belief of moving my body as a gift. It's an integration practice. It takes time. Be compassionate and patient with yourself, but give it a go and see what happens. Let me know how it lands. So that's a really beautiful process and way in which you can shift a limiting belief into an empowering belief. And it takes more integration than just future pacing and visualization. It takes living it and breathing it and having awareness and catching yourself when you feel that limiting belief coming up and then redirecting it and doing so without judgment, right? This all comes back to releasing that self-judgment releasing the meaning that you're making for yourself out of what you are hearing, seeing, witnessing, etc. You get to release that self-judgment. Okay, so number two of what do we do about it? This one you guys know intuitively and innately, but it is self-care. External validation has always been and will always be an illusion. Like, have you ever actually gotten that external validation you were seeking and then felt whole and complete and done and accepted and loved eternally forever? Oh my gosh, I did it. Yay me. Or did you move into the next thing that you needed to do better at or to have or to be in order to continue to get that love, acceptance, validation, belonging, whatever it is that you're searching for, right? Usually the latter. So here's the deal. External validation can never, ever fill you up the way internal validation can. There's a gap there that will never be able to be filled externally, which is actually really empowering if you allow it to be. So we get to find ways to take radical care of ourselves and build a routine. And this is really just a flex of the self-love, self-trust, self-care muscle. What we are doing is subconsciously telling ourselves, I am worthy. I am deserving. Every single time you say in your head, I'm going to do something, and then you don't do it, but it doesn't really matter because nobody else heard that commitment. It's okay. It's no big deal. You're telling yourself, I'm not worthy to keeping commitments, or I'm not deserving enough, or I don't love myself enough to follow through with that. It's Again, super subconscious, but it's there. So what we get to do is create a routine that we know we can stick to. We want to make it super, super easy that we know no matter what I can do it. Just start with three things. Just three things. That's it. It could be I'm going to make my bed every morning. I'm going to wash my face every night before bed and I'm going to put makeup on every morning. It could be super simple things. Right now, my routine is drinking a gallon of water a day. 
My routine involves seven minutes of journaling of whatever comes up for me. I have no attachment to what comes out of me during that time. And I am committing to at least two songs on the rebounder every day to get my body moving and dancing and just like letting it all loose. Those are things that I know I can do. Hands down. I for sure have seven minutes every day. I for sure have another seven minutes for rebounding every day to put myself first. Every single one of us do, especially during this time of quarantine. So take the time to really drive that self-care, that self-trust, that self-love forward to help reignite that that um, worthiness and deservingness and lovable and belonging and acceptance with yourself. Your own self-acceptance will take you eons further than any external validation ever could. So step number two on what to do about it, self-care. Find a super doable routine that you know you can stick to. All we're doing is flexing a muscle. Get that muscle flexed. Keep that self-care high. Prioritize it above anything and everything else. Everything. I'm talking your kids. I'm talking work. I'm talking your husband. Everything. And the last thing is a little bit more specific to our bodies. So this is number three. This is especially for my people who are metrics driven. And you guys have heard me say this before. Um, I attached so much value and meaning to metrics. What did the scale say? How many calories did I burn? How many calories did I intake? How much fat did I intake? What is the miles that I ran today? What's the elevation of the hike? Numbers were telling me what was good, bad, right, or wrong about what I was doing. Was it enough? Was it not enough? It, it was a form of judgment on whatever experience I just had. So using a reframe like the empowering belief we just reframed of moving my body as a beautiful gift really can help us reframe our experience with metrics as well. So my challenge to you is to detach from metrics, and I would highly recommend you detach from the scale, mileage, calories burned, calories in. If you are thinking, oh shit, no way, no how, this is most definitely something for you. If you're having major, like, absolutely not, I could never do that, what will happen if I do? This is for you. Build that self-trust muscle. Get curious about what you're so scared about. What is it? Is it that you'll gain weight? Okay, what will happen if you gain weight? Get curious about where that fear is coming from or where that hell no is coming from. Understand the positive purpose. Okay, it's, pr- it's to protect me. It's to keep me safe. It's to keep me healthy. It's to keep me loved by my family, whatever it is. And then release your attachment. Use the same process we talked about during self-judgment with your limiting belief into your empowering belief and release the attachment. These metrics, especially if they're really important to you, are creating self-judgment. And what I would offer is that you can move through a very healthy experience with detachment to metrics. You can have a healthy body. You can have a healthy relationship with food. And I would argue even healthier because it's all about mindset. So you're creating so much meaning about your physical body. And the truth is that's not why people love you or accept you. That's not what makes you worthy or deserving. The work is so much deeper. It's internal. It's with that scared inner child who believes that they need to look 
a certain way or be a certain thing or do certain things in order to be loved, accepted, belonging, whatever it is that you're looking for. So our, our job is to reparent ourselves and to understand what is it that that inner child is actually looking for because it's not a metric. It's not a certain calorie. It's not a certain mile on your run. It's none of that. That's not what an inner child is interested in. They're interested in love and protection and safety. So you get to create that for yourself. Uh, so this this is a big one. I, I know that a lot of us are having interesting experiences with self, with our bodies, with all of the different sort of um, expectations that are around with exercise and food and what your time should look like right now. And, you know, yes, it can be effective, but it's also a really ineffective come from. So if you can shift your come from to a place of self-love, you're going to have the same results. You're likely going to have a similar outcome, if not a better, quote, quote, better, more effective outcome that you're looking for. But until we can shift that come from, until we can shift the root desire for what we're creating, it's going to be really difficult. And it's not sustainable. (laughs) So... Just some reminders for you and sending you guys so much love as you move through this time with the quarantine, Um, spending time with your family, spending more time on social, whatever it is that's causing these little triggers or plants of different belief systems that are coming up for you. Just get really curious. Gain the awareness. Ask yourself what it's about. Ask yourself what the positive purpose is is intending. Meta model that out. Really go deeper on that and move forward in a more effective, empowering way. Um, If you are looking for support on this, let me know. I do have um, a group coaching program that's starting in the next week or two here, and it's super, super affordable. I've created this as a um, tool during quarantine and separation for women to connect, to have community, to express what they're experiencing. There will be weekly calls with hot seat coaching opportunities, which is typically thousands of dollars to work with me. So um, this will be an extremely low affordable price to allow for many women to get involved. The other thing that's really awesome about this group program that I'm super excited to share is it's going to be a buy one, give one. So if you know somebody who is in need right now of um, support like this and you are excited to also partake, when you purchase your seat, you actually get an extra seat to give to somebody else. So whether it's your mom or your girlfriend or whoever, um, that spot is extended. So that means that you can either split the price with somebody or you can gift it to somebody. And that's crazy, you guys. I can't believe we're doing this, but I love, love, love supporting. And I know that there's so much needed right now. And I know that I have the tools and resources to really help you guys. So if you're interested, drop me a DM. Um, I am, this is the first time I've publicly announced it and I've spread it to my inner community. Um, so the spots will fill up quickly. I'm going to keep a cap on the container to be sure that it stays um, super intimate and effective for the coaching and the community online as well. So if you're interested, DM me quickly. Spots are going to run out pretty fast. Um, but until next week, I'm loving you guys. 
keep yourselves a priority, keep your self-care routine strong, get curious, release that self-judgment and detach from those metrics. Oh my gosh. Let me know how it goes. I love you all. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode of Living in the Yum podcast, please take just a minute and show it some love by subscribing, rating, and leaving a comment. This helps us to continue spreading the yum and changing lives across the globe. Speaking of, I work with clients in one-on-one settings around the world, and I'm so, so excited to announce to you my new 90-day one-on-one container, the Body Soul Lution. If you know that you are feeling called and ready to really up-level your life, to shift your experience with your body and soul connection, drop me a DM at Emma M. Garrison on Instagram. I do have limited spaces available so that I can maintain the depth with my clients, but I would love to hear from you if this sparks. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here today with me. I so appreciate and value that. And I'm sending you so much love, so much light, and so much yum. I'll talk to you soon.